0: In terms of tips is taking the reality which is the physicality the
1: mm-hmm. physicality
0: like my arm hurts it might hurt because you know i'm fighting with my ex-husband or i've got grief with my brother or whatever but the arm hurts so dissecting that yep. and dissecting source and cause and coming up to something that feels holistic and what's holistic whole the whole picture right and that's how i train people
1: Friends, and welcome back to Curiously Wise. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. I have the amazing (laughs) Deb Drummond here with me today, and we're going to have a beautiful conversation. I just, you know, I say that all the time. I'm sure we're going to have a wonderful, amazing conversation. So hang in there with us, and let me introduce you to her through her bio, and then I will introduce you to her in the flesh. So, Deborah Drummond discovered her aptitude for intuition and insight as a teen. Throughout her life, she continually found herself attracted to helping others and being of service. I can relate. She was rarely shy, I'm not surprised, (laughs) and had a keen sense of who and how she could help. When she started her massage practice, this intuitive gift became very relevant. She quickly gained a deep understanding of the power of the information she was receiving. She developed her intuitive practice based on a strong desire to assist her clients in an impactful way. Deborah has been an intuitive for over 30 years and her healing arts practice has helped over 27,000 people to date. I am in awe. She is the proud owner of her company, debdrummond.com, where you'll see the classes she teaches, the courses she offers, the business opportunities she's offering, the products she creates and endorses, and the schedule of her online and live presentations from stage. This is a busy, busy lady. She's amazingly intuitive. She is generous generous too. She's been very generous with me. deborah has been featured on TV in Canada. She's in Vancouver and she she loves it out there. I've never been to to Vancouver yet. So Deb, thank you so much for being here on Curiously Wise with us. I'm just really excited to get to talk to you today.
0: Oh, Lauren, thank you for having me. I'm enjoying so much of our conversations that we've had so far and very like-minded. I appreciate this opportunity to talk to your audience. Yeah. So Deb and I met in a a workshop and
1: she had an intuitive hit to contact me and we've had a couple of calls and I was just on her podcast and we've been having these amazing conversations. So I, I, yeah, I just, I I just love being with her and talking to her because it's always fascinating and I always learn something. So stay tuned. So I just want to start with this idea that you were a teen when you first started getting this intuitive hit. I know that I was probably intuitive long before I realized it. I didn't know that I should pay attention. So what was mm. it like for you in those early days and and did you have anybody to help you through that stage?
0: Yeah, interesting, right? So I am a wise woman as well, which means I've been I've had a few years on the planet and the first time I saw something very vividly, it was a it was a vision. And it was an image and I was eight years old and I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw it illuminating at the end of my bed. Now, it was, you know, what people would be like, oh, it was it was actually an image of Jesus. But I was not raised in a religious home. Mm
1: -hmm. I didn't
0: have a like or dislike for that figure. But at eight years old, too much, too soon. It completely freaked me out and it made me feel like I needed to keep it to myself. No, look, I'm 57 years old. We're talking, you know, a little while ago, and this was not a conversation that people had yeah. then, you know, then it really so it was just kind of a secret. And I think intuitively, I would say the first time I, I would have senses of I would have senses of like, you know, I would be drawn to one way or not to another, drawn to one way or not to another. And I was living intuitively without being able to formulate it that way. I just would be like, no, that's OK. Or, yeah, let's really go there. Then it became very, very apparent, like you just finished reading when, I mean, I had many intuitive incidences that once I got comfortable, I don't even say comfortable, once I got to a level of understanding that it was something that was not in my control, like I was like, oh my God, I, I, I don't really like this. I don't know who to talk to. No one could talk to. Once that started to happen was when I took my first massage class And I was in a circle of, it was a small, I was pregnant. So they had me in a small group of like six people. And I started to, as we were massaging, I was starting to get a better sense of a spiritual community. But then when I went on my own and had my massage practice, I literally would hear full downloads, messages. I would see people's guides come and stand around the table. I was like, this is still, you know, 29 years ago. I called my massage teacher losing it just going I don't know if this is flashbacks from the days I was in the music industry I don't know what this is like and she's like oh my gosh that's so cool and I'm like what do I do she goes I don't know it doesn't happen to me but it sounds cool I go it's not cool it was really scary mm. you know and it wasn't until someone talked me into going into a psychic because i had never gone to see a psychic I didn't know the terminology she had talked me into going that I sat down in front of this psychic who honestly when I walked in she was wearing this dress and look at my first thought was Mm, that's not really a great color for her. Like, I don't know. It was just this really bizarre dress she was wearing. And I was like, I was like, wow. And then I'm like, oh, my God, she can read my mind. I mean, that's how (laughs) uneducated I was around spirituality. And then I sat down and she started to do a reading. She's like, ooh, someone's a little psychic and they're having a problem with that. Hey. And I was like, yes, it was almost like the first time that you get to voice it. Mm -hmm. And then once that started to you know, unfold and unfold. I had to, within myself, get more comfortable with it and seek out people that could advise me. But it was a tough go. I'd say it was a pretty tough go. And then my daughter, who is now 29 at five years old, well, she started to show signs. And then at five years old, she was like, Hey, you know why, you know, those things like those graveyards. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." she's like, you know, you know why people go there. Right. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, I do. She goes, you see that. Right. Like, I see that you see that. Right. I'm like, let's go have a conversation. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, so what do you see? And she goes, well, like, close your eyes. You can do it too. One, two, three. And off sh- I watched my daughter go. And when she came back, she completely described a hospital room where she saw someone passing and the wife and the mother and the like the whole deal. And I was like, that's cool. This is what you see. This is what I see. This is what Auntie Depp sees. You know, this is. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, okay. Like, like I was having a conversation about Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow. She's, she's lucky she had you. She's yeah. Like, I, I, I remember my son telling these extravagant stories when he was, you know, four and his sister saying, he's just lying. And I wasn't on this path at all at that point. Now I'm wondering, Hmm, what was he really describing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yes. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I know that, that I, I certainly share that. I, you know, it was afraid of what i could do with my gifts or i was afraid of the gifts i didn't want to be weird for one thing i'd always been a a weirdo for most of people's Mm -hmm. knowledge of me and i didn't want to be even weirder but yes it takes a while to to accept that i think yeah yeah
0: yeah and or have the people show up like for me i was massaging this woman and she was a massage teacher in our area of Vancouver. I mean Vancouver, Canada. Obviously, you said how much I love my city. Mm-hmm. And she was doing a massage on me, actually. She was doing a massage on me and she stopped in the middle of the massage. She goes, Do you mind if I give you a message I'm getting? And I almost broke into tears. I go, Does that happen to you too? I was already like two years in my practice. You to think we're talking 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You didn't when I first started my business, I had a separate flyer. I still to this day you know, Opal Professional Intuitive, I have it on a different card because mm-hmm. some people love it, some doubt not and confuse it. I'm just like, when I'm told to give it, I give it. But mm-hmm. I, I almost broke into tears and like, does that happen to you too? Like it was really quite, it was difficult.
1: Yeah. It was difficult.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I, that's part of why I love doing this, this podcast is because it, it allows people a way to hear it without mm-hmm. it, being, you know, sort of, Without having to be defensive, we're just having a conversation they get to listen in on. But they're right. going to, you know, if they need it, they're going to hear something that validates or that, you know, augments what they are experiencing or knows or, you know, brings. I needed the language of it, I didn't know how to describe what I was doing. And so that's where teachers were really helpful to me. I learned modalities, which was really more just learning the vocabulary of what I already did. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the more of this kind of stuff we can get out for people, because I know there's just so many people out there that don't know what's happening to them or just super scared, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it's lovely. Now, you mentioned that your daughter, you mentioned just before we came on that your grandmother (laughs) also had some of these gifts.
0: Yeah. So here's the interesting thing. So I was talking to my cousin. So I was at my cousin's house, you know, like all the cousins hung up together because, you know, my mom and her sister and brothers hung up together. And when I had that vision at eight years old, I was seen at my cousin's house, you know, and uh, we were, we were sleeping, you know, and it happened at the end of her bed in her room. And she lived in the attic of this old, you know, character house and her, her sister was getting married. So we're talking, I don't know, like I was Oh my gosh, I mean, maybe I was like 39, 40 years old or something like that or whatever it was. And uh, I was at her sister's house up in Prince George. And, and I, I looked at my cousin and I said, you know, there was something that happened, whatever, 32 years ago. You're, she goes, you don't even need to tell me. I said, no, yes, I do. She goes, oh, no, you don't. I said, it was, a li-. she goes, I know. She goes, it's Jesus, right? I'm like, yeah. She goes, it still follows me to this day. Wow. And then, so how many years ago with that, I go, it would have been great if you yeah. Reagan told me. Right? We had this conversation earlier. I said, this whole time I've been keeping it to myself. She goes, yeah, I was, she, you know, she tried to tell her mom who her mom had turned into, her not her turned into, but her mom chose a vocation where she didn't really to hear about that stuff. But she goes, you know, grandma had it too.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: my cousin Donna was the eldest female cousin. And I'm um, like, that makes perfect sense because I was always very close to my grandmother. And I was sharing with you earlier how people in the family were scared of her because she was pretty old, like. This is a woman that if her marriage wasn't working out, she was like, there's the door, bye. And she would move on. Like she was, she, she had the art of containment around her emotions, I'll tell you that. But she was just (laughs) like, if she stood up in the room, you knew it. And you were just like, and I just had a relationship with her, but I'd be like, lady, sit down. You know, like we just she did, we just had a healthy respect and it was a kinship. Mm -hmm. and i'm like that makes perfect sense yeah so yes apparently to this day my cousin has that that image that energy that what have you that follows her so Mm -hmm. so do you have any male cousins that you know of that have this gift so my son and my daughter both my son was really strong like when he was born he'd look at the sky and he'd talk and both me and my ex-husband too who's from England. And that's not so different. Like, you know, there was a different culture around Mm -hmm. spirits in that country. Mm -hmm. And so my son was very early on to the point where, you know, when his grandmother passed, him and his dad drove into the parking lot of the funeral that she just passed over like a few days before. And so the burial was happening that day. And so they drove in and my son turned to his dad and said, that was rude. And he's like, what? He's like, you just drove by Grandma Hazel she's standing right there (laughs) or he would talk to things or say hey mom Mm -hmm. there's like this person it's like they look like all white they're coming up the stairs or whatever Mm -hmm. so my son was had it and we were fully prepared at that point yeah for our intuitive our intuitive guy wow Mm -hmm.
1: i wish i had been knowledgeable like that when my kids were little (laughs) yeah because it would have probably helped both of them quite a bit yeah but we get where we get when we get there
0: right (laughs) absolutely absolutely (laughs) So you have this beautiful,
1: intuitive gift, and it mm-hmm. sounds very similar to the way I receive things and see things. Right. But you do a lot of work with business. And so I'm fascinated by that because so much, and we talked a little bit about this before, so much of people who do the intuitive healing work and and are in the healing modalities have a hard time with the business side of things. Right. So talk to us a little bit about how,
0: maybe a tip or two yeah. about Absolutely. how we can hop back. <laughs> yeah. I hear you, sister. I hear you. Okay. So we all have God-given gifts, right? And obviously we tapped into them, same as myself. When I first got my massage down pad, and I knew it was going to be part of my life, I just intuitively had a knowingness. I'm like, okay. So if I do this many massages, I can do this and not go back to work because I was pregnant with my daughter, and to my course. I can take care of the family and I have a natural ability for numbers and for commerce. Mm-hmm. People used to come into my home and I used to have this beautiful studio and yes, I've done, you know, many, many, many treatments and spiritual and mediumship and all that good stuff. And I, I've talked to people, I've had two radio shows where people would dial in and call in and all that good stuff. And so I know my people. And they would walk into my studio and expect to see all these holistic books. But half of them were "Thinking Go Rich by Napoleon Hill, Malcolm Goldwell. I have a version and a love for information and the cog of building business. I love building. I love the progression of building, which is why my podcast is about entrepreneurship, right? And, mm-hmm. and people that are doing the work because I, I love that cog. And I had my own lessons around finance and ability and abundance Look, I was raised with the money doesn't grow on trees mm-hmm. my mom was a single mom my dad left didn't give us any money I know what it's like to eat wieners and beans on Saturday night with no wieners you know <laughs> hot dog night like all that stuff you know my cousin's clothes sharing a bedroom with my brother you know mm-hmm. I know what it's like to not have um I know what it's like to have I know what it's like to not have do you know what I mean like you know, abundance can have breath. You know, I've been yep. married to bars that changes things like I've had all of that kind of stuff. I've had businesses. I've been an entrepreneur for 31 years. And if you think that every year is a glory a year, then, you know, just go get a nine to five. <laughs> that, that, it doesn't work that way. So, but I've always had a love and a virgin. And what I always said, I said, God has put me here to heal the bank tellers. And what I mean <laughs> by that is that I'm a very approachable woman in relationship to spirituality. So I think I, my nickname all through these years of, you know, making my way was professional hippie. So I'd go, the bank would, you know, I would go in and teach the health and well series to the banks. No, I didn't tell them I was psychic. I knew a lot about health and wellness and I would teach them things at their level. I always. You know, I always had that message to come to people at their level. It's not my job to make them think like I do, but to open the door wherever they are. Mm -hmm. And then I went through my own process of finances because I, you know, I eventually had 18 staff at my studio. Guess what? They needed paying and they needed, you know, checks and all that stuff. And so I learned what I didn't know. You know, my mother was a credit manager, very good with numbers. Maybe that's where part of it came from. I understand intuitive inspiration, but I also understand what it's like to make a decision just on inspiration and it not turn out so good, and inspiration and it turns out good, making decisions just based on the finance and it turns out good, making business based on finance and it doesn't turn out good. And I think having an interrelationship with, if you're going to be in business, to have an interrelationship with not only just following flow and intuition, But understanding what flow and intuition is telling you and let's run the numbers. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when you were talking about on our show, how you had a physical symptom that portrayed to be an emotional source. Mm -hmm. And so I do the same thing. So for example, I was working with a woman yesterday and she is a brilliant Ayurvedic practitioner and coach, and she's just crafted and beautiful. And she's like, I'm getting signs. You guys, I'm getting signs (laughs) that I need to go on this trip in Indian Valley. And she told me all the reasons why it would be good. And then she's like, but I'm super concerned financially. And, you know, my friends think it's a good idea. And I know these signs are real. Like we know the signs are real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Am I interpreting the signs? Are we this and we're that? And I'm like, so she goes, but here's the fear. The fear is about the money. It's going to cost me $14,000 to do this. And I'm like, well, let's do some reverse engineering. And she's like, Oh, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, if you want $14,000 by March 2nd, then let's take a look at what March 2nd looks like and how we can either increase $14,000, advance $14,000, create $14,000. Let's go find it in the real world Mm because we have two worlds. Now I could have just said, obviously you're getting signs, go for it, jump in. I'm with your sister. Let's go. Or I could say, Let's take a look and explore it so that the part of your brain that's fear, that's had issues, it's just fear. I go, but I wanna rec- I wanna acknowledge that that fear is steeped in truth. Mm-hmm. You have rent, you right. have groceries, <laughs> you have this. And so I think it's hard sometimes. I look at, it, I've made all the mistakes possible. I didn't, you know, 31 years in, in, in this world, it's like, I just came back from a 20 day tour and there was some very interesting twists that happened financially. <laughs> I had my own conversations with myself, right? Mm -hmm. So here's what I did. I said, okay, so your fear is based around money. So if you want some tips let's say exactly what we did, this is what I do in top performance training. And I'm like, we have 14,000. So we have from October to March. Okay, great. What does that look like per month? What do we need to bring in per month to put that down? And let's brainstorm on all the different ways that you can attract 14,000 before you go and while you're gone. If your worst case scenario is that you're going to be at 14,000 with no return and you do this trip to India and what you want is going to happen, doesn't happen. And who you think you're going to meet is not going to meet and who all that is going to stop. And we know there's going to be a journey. You don't go three months to India and Bali and not come back with having, having a bit of butt kicking. That's just, <laughs> so if this is your worst case scenario. Let's look at the worst case scenario. And let's take a look at what you're doing. And I'm like, okay, so I know you're doing a retreat. What does that look like? And how many clients are you seeing? How many clients are you going to see between now and then? okay, is it, what are you charging per hour? And she told me, I'm like, even if you weren't going to India, we'd be having a conversation about that one, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm like, I want you to go and I want you to, to go out there in the world and see what people are charging for your services. She goes, I know I'm undercharging. I'm like, well, how much are you undercharging? And she's like, I'm undercharging about $40 per hour. And I'm like, okay, so let's take that $40. And if you put it on to, and I said, we just found 2000, <laughs> we just found $2,000. And so we went through the $14,000 process Mm -hmm. and built in an infrastructure that if all was to unfail. So guess what happened to the fear? Yeah. It alleviated because we now have a strategic plan from a business standpoint. And honestly, all I can tell you is that ever since I stepped into the world of business, ever since I decided to have my own business, and I've had seven companies, so Mm -hmm. it's not like I haven't had diversity, but ever since I've stepped in... And so, and a lot of them run at the same time. So it's not like I went from one to another, to another, to another, because mm-hmm. it didn't work or they did. So it's like, like that people call it multiple streams of income now. So, <laughs> so I've always said, God's here to help me heal the bank tellers in terms of having them come into this world. And the other thing I said is if God ever was, if, if there was a job title of me meeting people and having an appointment and me intuitively telling them their best job, like, this is what you should do for a living. And mm-hmm. this is how you should do it. God just downloads this stuff. It is like, and I've learned it in taking classes. I've studied top performers, honestly, for 30 years mm-hmm. before I ever was one in my attempt to be one in my attempt to pay the rent. I studied the people that were exceeding that came from places where I came from. Mm-hmm. Right. I studied people that had to build themselves there right. that weren't necessarily already there. I don't know your story, but if I heard a story of someone that went from not having to having, mm-hmm. I read the book, I watched the video, I went to the movie, I listened to things, I watched things like Creed. When I watched Creed, mm-hmm. the movie of this guy where, you know, Baboa takes him to the mirror and he's like, You want to win? Like, you want to win? He's like, Okay, I want you to punch the bag and I want you to look at yourself in the mirror. And he's like, uh, okay, he goes because I'm going to tell you something that's gonna be your toughest opponent mm-hmm. ever And I was like, "Yes, Maybe. and when I'm scared, Maybe. I watch that movie, right? I've never so, watched that. I'm gonna to have to watch that one, yeah, that's in the last creed, and i I love that because i'm a didn't have to have I'm one of those I mean from rags to riches. I don't really like that you know right. definition, but I went from not having to having, mm-hmm. and it was the inspiration from watching other people, so I listened and I watched, and honestly. I remember spending my last $300 two 200 and something, 300 bucks to get all these tapes and cassettes. So you know how long ago that was, right? Yeah. <laughs> when I was pregnant and I didn't have a job and, you know, my daughter's father didn't have a job and we were like struggling and buying a chocolate bar, you know, that week was a big deal. And I spent all the rest of our money at two o'clock in the morning on these tapes and they were going to change my life and change my world. And you know what they did? But I can tell you, her dad wasn't very happy when he woke up in the morning, you know? <laughs> So there's an intuition that paid off. I've gone on and on and on, but I think I give you the point. So my yeah. point just in terms of tips, is taking the reality, which is the physicality, the mm-hmm. physicality. like my arm hurts. it might hurt because, you know, I'm fighting with my ex-husband or I've got grief with my brother or whatever. but the arm hurts. So dissecting that yep. and dissecting source and cause, and coming up to something that feels holistic, and what's holistic, whole the whole picture. Right. And that's how I train people. Okay.
1: So really it it's a lovely melding of that spiritual intuitive with the practical, earthbound kinds of parts of our lives. Yes. We're here in human bodies. We are here to have a human experience, but yeah. a lot of us I think like to go up, you know, like leave the body a little bit cuz it's way more fun up there. But Yes. Yeah, and and I'm I think I said to you before we started, I'm really not a numbers person, but that makes so much sense to me to take what do I need to have or want to have to do X, Y, or Z and let me reverse engineer it. How much, you know, do I have it? What what sources do I have that could create that income? What else could I create to create that income? I, I that that makes sense to me a lot. So
0: well, and having someone to banter it out with me, look at. It- People come to you for healing. And people say to me many times, How do you get to where you get to? How do you, you know? And I said, I can't tell you this enough times. I have had some kind of professional coach mm-hmm. or counselor mm-hmm. or therapist or individual specialist or expert pretty well along all of my journey. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was on this 20 day tour, 20 days, six different places mm-hmm. of sleeping, more planes, trains, and automobiles than anyone should ever, you know, okay. hope to do. There was a time that I needed advice and I called an advisor and we did a little bit of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I have someone that I talk to about other things and I have coaches and certain businesses that I do. And honestly, I don't want to sit and do my social media all day, every day. I go and learn about it. And then I hire somebody and I see how it injects into my world. And I see the same thing like I, I can see in someone else's business what they might not be able to see for themselves or honestly, they don't want to do it. Right. So, so good. I don't want to do my bookkeeping either. So I don't, (laughs) I hire a bookkeeper. We talk, you know, once a month. Mm -hmm. And so I always say to people, don't be afraid to hire an expert. You're going to learn, like she's going to go through this process with me and she's going to learn how to do that for herself. A, if she wants to, and two, it's always better. And I think it's always more fun to do it with somebody else because- It's you bantering you, right? And people, people see holes in it, which is why I think we need to have a comrade. You know, you yeah. talked about, you know, having that experience in the group experience. And I don't say that because I'm a trainer, I'm a coach. I see that because that's what I did for 27 years yeah. before yeah. I, you know, and I think that it is a critical piece to someone's yeah. success.
1: I, I have used for years for a variety of reasons, what I call an accountability partner. And it's a similar I mean, it's not exactly the same as a coach, but it's somebody who will check in with me and go, you know, you said you were going to do this this week. And why didn't you get that done? And then we work through why I didn't. And then we'd work. We talk about you know what I could put in place to make it easier to get it done. So it's a it's a, a format that's familiar to me. I, I really like collaborating with people because I'm not the most self-disciplined person in the world. So, so yeah, I, I can see, and I have, I have gathered a few people like that around me for healing work. And I've, I've got a couple of people now who I can, I can call on for, for like what you do too. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to put you in that, in that pile now too. (laughs) Awesome. I'm so happy to be
0: in your pile.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm a, I'm a strong, it's, it's, it's like why people come to me for healing or come to you for healing is that we can't always see what we need to see to heal it on our own. Cause we're too busy trying not to acknowledge it, you know? And the Mm -hmm. same, I think is for me, at least with money is like, if I don't pay attention to it, I don't have to worry about it. You know, I mean, I have enough, but at least I'm not worrying that I don't have enough. which is, I I know that comes from my, my dad, but so, yeah, so that, that is definitely part of the, being an entrepreneur, you know, have a business that I've had to, to learn and I'm still learning Mm -hmm. and still struggling to overcome some, some of my blocks, but they're slowly but surely I'm clearing those out.
0: Well, you know what? I have a saying and I, it's a quote and I actually put it in the entrepreneur planner. So, as you know, I do an entrepreneur planner every year. For anyone that wants to be in it, we're taking it we're taking for 2024 at this point because we're launching 2023 in a little short time here. Mm-hmm. And one of the quotes I put in there is if we all paid each other what we were worth, we could all afford to pay each other what we were worth. Yes. And to that. yeah, and to replace the word discount with adding value. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can see as the healers or the ones that have taken on the job or the quest, you know, because we're the ones that get tested the most. Okay, so, you know, if we see ourselves as healers and we really truly believe that our dharma is to serve, it's difficult to serve from a place of starvation. Yeah. It's difficult. And I don't think that's what spirit had in mind. Mm -hmm. And I know it's difficult sometimes, but I think we all by nature gift when we're told to gift and give when we're to give and I go through it to this day I ask myself many times I'm like okay is there you know and, and the uncomfortableness oh let's talk about the uncomfortableness yeah, of let's talk to about ask that value <laughs> let's talk about that shall we uh-huh. because I still you know I go through it you know I'm doing this really big women's project it is costing me tens of thousands of dollars in PR And when someone says, oh, I don't know if I just can, I have to really check in and like, okay, if you are going to offer this, someone offer someone something that's accommodating to them. Is there still like, are you uncomfortable? Are you pushing yourself past? Are you being fair to you? Are you being fair to the project? Are you like, and the boundary that we set up around, this is really the best that I can do and, or have an exchange of value. Like starting to say like, okay, this is the value and what can you do around exchanging value and having like, honestly, it's a, it's a really interesting conversation, but it's the conversation that happens within yourself. And I think that's where having someone along your side is helpful. But as you start to, it's, it's important. Like it's critical. Like I remember, here's an interesting story for this particular conversation. So Mm -hmm. I went to go see a really incredible psychic that had been doing it for a very, very, very long time. And and this was Sylvia Brown. And I went to go see her. She came to our city. and We went and go listen. And as I was walking out, someone said something to me or the next day they're like, oh my gosh, that woman, she's like, she's $800 an hour to go for her sessions. They're like, what is, what a scam or what a this. And I go, and I listen, I go, really? And they're like, yeah, $800. And I'm like, so $800 just seems completely for a psychic readings, I go, she's earned that. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you for someone who paid, I paid $30,000 for my teacher from India to come teach for a month. Yeah. I can guarantee you that is value to value mm-hmm. because she's earned her wing. She's earned her craft. Right. If there was a doctor that spent that much time yes. setting, what was it? 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years of their craft. And it was $800 an hour to go fix your rotator cuff. And it was an I was a surgery for an hour and you were paying $800. You wouldn't think twice. No, that would be a deal. Yeah, so I want people to know that. I yeah. want people to think that. I want you, like, we earn our wings. And I had people that came to me and have people that come to me. And I obviously do a lot of stuff around business and da, 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 and covers of bugs and all sorts of stuff. You know, my condo's not selling, what can I do? And when I had a woman that used to come to me regularly, like every, you know, six to seven to eight weeks, And when she goes, by the time I finished my reading with you, I'd get in the car and I'd have two people call me and I close deals. Mm -hmm. Right. And so don't tell me that it wasn't worth it to her. She was like, I don't have a problem paying with you anytime. And I'm like, it was, it was, she was doing so well at that point. I was like, I think I should charge you a commission (laughs) instead of my (laughs) hourly wage. Right. (laughs) So you, so people, we have to really, really recognize the value. It's a value proposition, not a, am I valuable? Mm -hmm. is my work like if you have issues with value which i think i don't know lots of us do Mm -hmm. come on we're always working on it but if you have an issue with your separate your work from yourself Mm -hmm. and does the work does the craft have value and when it does which i'm sure it does then base it on that value if you can't base it on your value be uncomfortable yeah i always say your biggest paycheck comes from being uncomfortable
1: yeah yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I, I want to add to that because I know in the workshop where we met, I got some one-on-one time with, and I'm just the Shiraz. Mm-hmm. You, he, he Absolutely. Did a, you did an interview with him on your podcast just a couple of weeks yeah. before I was was interviewed. All right. I came out. He's amazing. But yeah. one of the things he he was working with me on is my block against, I had a hard time asking for what I was worth in money. I always felt like it was like, you know, if you can yeah. uh, or, you know, yeah. not, I'll give you some. You can play less. The word he used with me or what he brought out for me was that I felt like it was a burden on the other person for me to ask them for money. Mm-hmm. Just totally devaluing what I am offering in exchange. Yeah. And, and I, I totally got it when you put it in that, that framework for me. That, yeah, I felt like, a, because I had always felt like a burden to my parents. They were always paying yeah. for money. I and mean, I was always getting, yeah. well, you you have enough. <laughs> you know? um, well, as,
0: heal- as healers, we don't separate our stuff. Like yeah. we don't separate ourselves because it is a gift we have within us. Right. And we start to value what, what we have or we value our services as we value ourselves on the inside in those quiet places. Right. And so blessings for us that we get to work through that. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And that's why I say like separating. That was something that my mm-hmm. teacher did for me. We did a big treatment. There's a treatment I do and it's six hours and she taught it and then passed it on. And at one point she brought in, like I was able to talk to people I needed to do clearing with, you know, and she brought in my business and I go, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, you're going to talk to your business. And I'm like, well, I am my business. She said, oh, sweetheart, you are not mm-hmm. your business. So I had a conversation with my business. And so I'll say this to you. This is coming up and she's passed over now. So her name was Light and she's, Mm. nice name. And she, so I'll, I'll, you know, I grant this back to her, but she, I was able to say to my business, okay, darling, I think it's a little bit, we have a little bit of a conversation here because you're not doing what I want you to do. So I can go be what I need to be to help people. So let's have a conversation about the finances, shouldn't we? And let's have a conversation about the, the marketing that I'm doing and let's have a conversation. And I was able to have a conversation oh my gosh. and share my worries, my concerns, my fears, my piss offs. And I'm like, let's get this going, girl. Let's get this going. Let's this is what I want from you huh? in a relationship with you. Like I'm in a relationship with my business. I am not my business. Huh? Yeah, yeah it was it was oh, very empowering, It was <laughs> very empowering. Yeah, but, you know. There's many aspects to our businesses now too, right? You got to, right. got to give yourself credit. Like there's different, like I'm teaching innovative marketing. I teach innovative marketing mm-hmm. as a gift once a month back. Cause that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was told to do because marketing is my gift. And so I can give that, mm-hmm. I can gift that. That feels right. right. And I talk about, I mean, the things that we have to know about our business now that when I started, we didn't, mm-hmm. not really. Yeah. Right. Not really. It was different and we could build our business, you know, going to a networking group. So there's lots of things So give people that need to give themselves a break. Understand that it's a multi-platform to having a business these days. And we are particularly attached
1: because we're healers. Right, right. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm definitely going to have a conversation with, I'm going to have a multiple conversations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody from this podcast, they're like, they're going to get up. They're like, okay, darling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sit down and have a little chat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a chat. Let's have a chat. But that, that's, a good I don't thing know. That, that is,
1: I, that right there was just such a, a wisdom nugget for me. I mm-hmm. thank you for that because that's, you're welcome. Uh, yeah. Because it is hard, especially when you're a, a sole practitioner and, and everything revolves around you being present for it. It's hard to detach me from the business. And I guess yeah. where well, that's going to be very, very helpful. So thank you. All right. See, I always learn something from you. All right. I think it's time for us to turn our attention to our rapid fire questions.
0: All right. Let's do it. Okay. So I always ask the first one I ask is who is or was the wisest person in your life? Oh, wow. That would have to be my grandmother. Okay. She was so full of gumption, like hardcore before her time. I mean, you know, gumption slash mean sometimes, but uh, gumption. Like she's an incredible woman, and and other than that, I have to say, I have I have a chick crush on Gloria Steinem.
1: <laughs> My I have mom crush. had a chick crush on Gloria <gasps> Steinem back it's in bad. the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, what's your favorite self care practice?
0: Journaling. Okay. Journaling. Right. They're paper internal. and pen. I am paper girl. Okay. these on my desk. It's like, I, when I open a book, I'm like, I, I smell paper. <laughs> I, smell paper. I just, I, I took the little notepad from the hotel. It's just that. Uh-huh. In it. Yeah. I am a paper girl. Uh-huh.
1: I, yeah. I have piles of paper all over my office. I love it. Okay. What lights you
0: up when you're feeling down? Music.
1: Yeah. Music.
0: I live and die by music. I honestly just, it is, it, it's healed me from my trauma. It's healed me from breakups. It's, you know, it's saved me from the bridge days. You know, me and my girlfriend have this little code. I'm having a bridge day, meaning that we're not going to jump off the bridge, but you know, it's looking good. <laughs> just those days where you, you can't, you can't, you know, comprehend yeah. or there's grief or whatever it is. So music. So do you have a favorite artist or I'm going to borrow from
1: your own question or a favorite?
0: Well, we have a Janis Joplin poster there.
1: Ah, okay. We have a Janis
0: Joplin there. We have a picture of Janis Joplin from New York. And when I was just at the Cheryl Strayed Workshop, I found out that she just finished doing the, the script for a Janis joplin live movie. I'm just so thrilled. Oh, I was cool. like, I think that I'm here. So Janis Joplin, bar none. Okay.
1: Yeah, I see. I didn't recognize any of that. <laughs> okay. It's All the right. 90s.
0: 19- Seven sixty-seven poster. We're not old enough to remember that. Well, I have a brother who who
1: was old enough because I was <laughs> I was seven and sixty-seven, so he would have been fifteen. So you know, he, yeah, he introduced me to a lot of music. Do you have a favorite mantra or affirmation?
0: I taught a really powerful and still do. I haven't done it in a while, which is when I say I taught. It's Om Ram Shrim Swaha. and it is a mantra. Mm-hmm. And it is asking Lakshmi, if you know who the, the deity Lakshmi, and it's asking her to remove all obstacles because she is, the, she is the deity of, you know, material goods and beauty mm-hmm. and love and art. And she is the abundance. She has multiple hands. And so mala beads, so I have mala mm-hmm. and I'm always wearing them. It's interesting. I wore cornelian today. I'm like, oh, I'm not wearing my mala. But mala and I used to run big circles and even my sales team, my sales team, before we did a trade show in the car, we would do Om Ram Shreem Maha or Om Ram Shri lakshmi Aswaha, and it's just please remove all obstacles, because some of the times we know that we want abundance, it's <laughs> it's the obstacles we want to remove away because yeah. that abundance is already there. Already there, okay, no.
1: nice. I think I've had someone else on this who had the same the same mantra, so it's nice. Good.
0: All right, so tell our listeners where they can find you? Absolutely. So there's two places you can find me. My name is Deb Drummond. It's very easy. If someone wants to Google me, they would need to put in Deborah Drummond and you'll see a plethora of different things that you like my LinkedIn and that kind of thing. But you can go to debdrummond.com it's my website and it has absolutely everything there to email me makes it even simpler it's deb at (laughs) debdrummond.com and if you love the intuitive work obviously i do private sessions and they can go to opal pro intuitive so opal like the beautiful gorgeous opal stone pro intuitive.com and they can read all about my services there
1: great and we'll have all of that in the in the show notes of course all right so We're going to be bringing this out in March. Awesome. And you have a very special project, speaking of Gloria Steinem, coming out in (laughs) March. Would you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yes, I'd be happy to tell you about it. And it's interesting that we talk about my grandmother and the word redemption because that's really what's behind this book. This book I got told I was going to be doing in my 20s. I was told I was going to do a women's planner because the one I was using went out of print and I got disturbed about that. I did produce a planner that has lots of beautiful women in it, but this is a book that is not going to be done every year. This is a piece of legacy. And you know, I have interviewed, I'm sure as you have many people, and there is something very special about when a woman decides to do project. And there's something very much when you ask her, she's like, oh, my kids, my community, my parents, like we are a legacy-based cellular being. So this book is called Mission Accepted. 262 women, entrepreneurs, altapreners, creatives, and media. Rough legacy and tell all. And it is a beautiful full cover spread of each woman On the left-hand side, it says my story, where they get to write whatever their story is. And on the right-hand side, it's stand up, speak up, and show up. And that is them writing about their project, their business, their art, their craft, and then a gorgeous black and white picture of them. So the book is very cinematography, has the most incredible women. And then we decided to launch it on International Women's Day due to a show that I watched. It was supposed to launch at Christmas. We went over to International Women's Day, and then I felt like it needed to have so much presence. It's a copy table book that'll sit there for years on someone's desk, but we've added an additional piece of speaking. So there'll be six speakers at the International Book Launch, which will be online. And then I've created Stand Up, Speak Up and Show Up. Yes, you summit series between Mm -hmm. the two book launches. So one book launch is capturing it like bookends right before Mother's Day. There's eight weeks in between and there'll be eight speakers of incredible women in business sharing, telling 75 speakers, we are looking for 262 women. 262 came to me after three days of praying. I got the number, threw it back at God said too many. He gave me 263 the next day. I'm like, you're going in the wrong direction. I'm going <laughs> to give you one more day. And then he gave me 262 the next morning and I'm like, okay, let's do this. So it's a big lock arm, mm-hmm. and for me, it's more like a movement. So now you know why it's not a yearly project. Mm-hmm. It is something that just needs to happen. And we are looking. For people that fall in that category that want to have a level of exposure, it will be streamed on Apple, Roku, mm-hmm. you know, Amazon TV. It, it'll be PR, at NBC, CBS, ABC. I want to make a presence and I think it is time. It is re-time. It is re-time. I believe that we need to re-be reheard because we've been heard. Not like we haven't been heard. You know, we we got sisters that were, you know, there's been eras of women mm-hmm. standing up. So it's time for us to be reheard in a way that redefines our boundaries and our needs and our abilities as a gender. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: And I hope you'll give me all the information about that so we can put that in the show notes too. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that prospect. I, I wish my mother was here because she would have like been all over it. <laughs> All right. And it's say, well, you know I should... wish my mother was here because that's not usually how I feel about her.
0: <laughs> but here's the beautiful thing for people that feel like that. What a beautiful, I mean, on the left hand side where people are writing their journeys mm-hmm. or their this, I mean, there's lots of room for testimony and dedication. Yeah. Even if you want to dedicate one sentence, yeah. which is what I'm encouraging people to do. Like, this is a legacy book. Mm-hmm. And so, who, you know, this is an opportunity. And that's why I wanted to give it breath. Like, you've got yeah. a full cover spread. So you could say, I'd love to dedicate you know, this piece, or what did you learn that was valuable? Mm Because I totally understand what you're saying on multiple (laughs) levels. (laughs) All right. Well, I want to thank you
1: so much for being here with me today. And I hope that the listeners have learned as much as I have today. I know that there are so many different nuggets of wisdom in there and useful tips that there's going to be something in there for everybody just want to say thank you to everybody all the listeners for being here you know that we're here every tuesday we have a new episode coming out usually a a lovely interview like this sometimes it's just me talking but we have one for curiously wise every tuesday and i hope to see you next week bye for now thank you so much for joining us today on curiously wise if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you had any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts, so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort. I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig. Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity.